everybody. Welcome back to the official Yellowstone podcast presented by Win Las Vegas. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for all your kind words about the podcast. Now, today's episode is a special one. Uh, as some of you guys may know, Win Las Vegas threw a huge event for the new Yellowstone origin story, 1883. And I was, uh, was lucky enough to sneak my way in. <laughs> so the cast was in town for this premiere event and I feel so honored that I got a chance to to sit down to them and talk to them about their work on this show. So th this one was especially uh, especially sort of incredible for me because these are actors who I've never met before. They're artists who I've admired from afar for a long time. And so the opportunity to talk to them about the process of working on this show, this huge, epic, kind of unprecedented television event. We're talking about one of the biggest television shows ever made. Uh, and if you've seen any footage from it, it shows. Like the scale of this thing is incredible. And the chance to talk to these actors in the middle of the process of making it was such a gift. So just for context, a lot of these actors, they worked on Friday, they flew to Las Vegas for the premiere event on Saturday. I talked to them on Sunday and then they flew back to 1883 Sunday night. So the opportunity to talk to them in that little window, that little window into their process as they're making this thing was uh, an utterly unique opportunity that I feel so grateful for. So we're going to get right to it. We're going to talk with Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Isabel May, the incredible actors who bring to life the very first Dutton family who ventured west as part of the American expansion in the late 1800s right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Calfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, and you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate, you're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9 8 Central on CBS, and now streaming on Paramount Plus. I feel incredibly honored. What a pleasure. What a joy. Uh, thank you so, so much for being here. We've got Tim McGraw in the studio. Tim obviously plays uh, James Dutton on Y1883, <laughs> on 1883, uh, and we're so, so grateful. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you, man. I'm a big fan of yours, man. I really enjoy your work and, and big fan of your character and the things that you do on there. I mean, everybody falls in love with Jimmy. That's so, I, I, I seek to be pitiable, if nothing else. <laughs> I feel like that's, some guys are tough, some guys are uh, just pathetic enough to uh, garner some no, sympathy. No, I think you're tough as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you were just saying, uh, just to jump back in, you, you were just saying, right now it's a Sunday, you were shooting on Friday, Friday yeah. and you go back to work? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, Monday. Uh, I'll be up at probably 3.30 in the morning, getting ready to work. So yeah. you went from from West Texas, where y'all are working, mm -hmm. to the Win Las Vegas, back to West Texas to go back to work. Yeah, I mean, it literally when we we left in the middle of nowhere in the Panhandle of Texas in a sixty mile an hour dust storm, shooting bad guys, running horses over rough terrain, horses jumping yucca plants, and you know the whole the whole thing, and going wide ass open. And um, can I say ass on this show? Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> Please do. Wide ass open. <laughs> And chasing these bad guys, and we get on a plane, fly here, and I've had three showers since then. And this morning, I took a Q-tip in my ear, 
and was just cleaning my and there still was dust in my ears. So I, I had dust in places that I don't even want to mention. There was dust. Yeah. What I can't. What's What's incredible is how immersive the experience of making this show is. There are so many parallels between the real journey mm -hmm. that your characters are on and the experience of making it. You You can't fake a dust storm like that. No, no, exactly. And you know, you find out because the West has been so romanticized, you know, and all the Westerns that you see have been so romanticized and, and everybody thinks, oh, I would love to have lived in that era. Like, no, you, <laughs> you probably wouldn't. And you know, you're on, you're on this wagon train and you're heading north and west and, and you think that, you know, we can make it, we can do this. And I told Faith, when we first started shooting this after the first, you know, week or two of shooting, you're learning to drive wagons and you're going through cowboy camp and all that stuff. I said, you know what? I probably would have made it a week. And I would have said, you know, but first river we got to, I would have said, you know, this looks like a good place. <laughs> you know, let's just stop and build a house here and just relax. Cause I ain't, I ain't crossing that river, you know, it's cause we, you know, in this show, we crossed two or three rivers. I mean, it's wagons going across rivers. It's people drowning. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible and intense. The 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 fortitude that these people had to do this. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I find exactly as you just said. There's kind of two competing ideas of the West, and I think this is something that Taylor writes so compellingly. Yeah. Sort of as is stated over and over again in the first pilot. There's the hell and the heaven. There's the dream and the nightmare. There's this kind of image we have of the romantic West. Yeah. And then the brutal reality of the day-to-day -day difficulty of living out West. And something that I admire so much about your performance is, is it, it really whipsaws back and forth between those two extremes. Mm -hmm. from, from, from the first time we see you, you're driving a wagon, firing guns I over your six shoulder. people the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then just 20, 30 minutes later, this incredibly intimate, small, personal scene with just you and your wife in the tub, those two extremes, as, as an actor, those two things are so difficult mm -hmm. to hold at once. Yeah. And I, I just so admire how your, your performance is so simple when it needs to be and so commanding and powerful mm -hmm. when it needs to be. That's an incredible gift. Uh, thank you. I mean, yeah, I f well, it's the writing, right? Uh, you're an actor, a great actor, and and, and I'm an actor. I don't call myself an actor. I'm I'm a musician, but it all comes down to the material. I mean, everything is driven by the material that you pick. Um, I I wasn't looking for a series to do by any means. I you know, I didn't. I wasn't looking to dedicate five months of my life, you know, six days a week, 12, 14 hours a day out in the elements. I wasn't looking to do that. But um, when you get Taylor, as you know, is such a brilliant writer. I mean, he's one of the when he sent these scripts to us. It literally was the best thing I'd ever read. The best thing I'd ever read. And I'm a huge Yellowstone fan. I've been a Yellowstone fan since the very first night of the very the premiere of the very first episode and was hooked ever since and never stopped watching. So when we got this opportunity to do this, I mean, it all happened because Taylor called last year. I say last year. With the last couple of years, as everybody knows, it's <laughs> time, has, time has become the sort of vortex that you get lost in. Yeah. Um, my agent called and said, hey, Taylor Sheridan wants to call you. Can I, give him, can I give him your number? I mean, what a question to ask. Can I give Taylor Sheridan your number? I'm like, um, nah, 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 don't, don't give him my number. Could yeah. it be an email? Yeah, <laughs> can, can he just text you and then we can, you can transfer? No, no. For, of course, I said, yes, give Taylor my number. And thinking that it... It was probably one of those lunch conversations where, hey, yeah, give me Tim's number. I'll call him and you never call. You know, I thought it was one of those kind of things. And then sure enough, five minutes later, Taylor called. And you know Taylor and the energy that he brings to everything that he does. So right off the bat, he's like, hey, Tim, it's Taylor. I'm a big fan. Or, Do you watch Yellowstone? I go, yeah, I'm a huge fan. He goes, I want you to be on the show. He said, would you make a cameo on our show? And, of course, right off the bat, my instinct was like, well, yeah. I'm like, of course I will. So, but – you know, I don't want to be some singing a singing cowboy that comes through the bunkhouse and gets taken to the train station at the end of the episode. And if you come, if you give me something cool to do, and I'll be glad to do it. And he goes, I have an idea, but give me a week. So a week later, he calls. Sure enough, and I thought that would and really, I thought that would be the end of the conversation. I didn't think I'd hear back from him. A week later, he calls. Says, I got this. Is the idea? You're gonna 
do a flashback. You're going to be the original Dutton that discovered Yellowstone, and it's going to be in the 1880s. And I go, I'm in. Uh, he, but then he said, he said, can you ride? And I said, yeah, I can ride. I grew up riding. I grew up riding horse. So I can, yeah, I can ride. He says, all right, good. Gave me the dates to show up. So we show up, and the very first morning I show up, I actually saw you guys, and I don't know if you knew it, but I was doing playing a wrangler part. I was out there because the cattle, that we were staying on the ranch where the cattle was. So every morning I would get up at 6 because we had to be in, like, quarantine for, like, a week before we could start shooting. So we were staying on the ranch, the Two Feathers Ranch that was right next door to, to Yellowstone. So the guy who was running the cattle said, hey, you want to get up and run the cattle with us over to, to the Yellowstone set? So I got, me and Faith got up every morning at 6, moved the cattle over to the Yellowstone set, and you guys were would be filming, and we were we were out there herding the cattle and you guys never knew it was us we'd see y'all out there working and we were out there herding the cattle the whole time and it, it was a lot of fun and but the very first scene we shot i show up at five in the morning taylor says okay here's what's going to happen you're going to get on this horse and you're going to have five guys with you and you're going to haul ass across this valley and you're going to chase these bad guys and start shooting and then you're going to run into the woods with these bad guys and you're going to have a shootout in the woods and i'm like okay, <laughs> let's go. So we got on the horse and the very first, very first shot on the horse and we just haul ass, just wide open across that. Well, you know the valley there. Haul ass across the valley, shooting bad guys. And I'm like, got off the horse and I was grinning from ear to ear. I said, if I never do anything else in my life, I want to do this. I want to do this. So we, we did a couple of flashback episodes and one is shown already. And I don't know if I'm supposed to. You can say whatever yeah. you want. They can edit it. Yeah, and so we do another flashback. He, then he called back a week later. Says you're going to have a wife in this. He said, do you think Faith would be interested in doing this? And of course, I'm scared to death of my wife. So it took me a couple of days <laughs> to even ask her. So I, I asked Faith. I said, do you think you want, um, baby? Um, do you think you'd want to play my wife? And he's like, she goes, Yeah, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. So um, we shot the episodes and maybe. A month after we finished shooting, Taylor called and he goes, look, I showed the the scenes to the network, and I think they want to buy a series of a prequel. And knowing Taylor, he already had that in his mind. You know, you know Taylor. He, 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 yeah, he's that, a few steps yeah, ahead. Yeah, he was way ahead of us anyway. So, and I said, yeah, I mean, you know, of course you go through all the business questions, which we won't get into. It's like, all right, let's get the deal worked out. Let's see some scripts and all this stuff. And, of course, we're in. And then he started sending scripts. And when I read the scripts, it's like, there's no way I'm not going to do this. There's no, Faith and I both, there's no way we're not going to do this. And then when Sam Elliott got involved, I mean, how do you take this script, Taylor Sheridan, being a huge Yellowstone fan, and then Sam Elliott's going to be acting with you? That's a box that you can't get out of. You don't want to get out of. How do you say no to any of that? I mean, and it was... And it's been a fantastic experience. It's been tough. I mean, it's been a hard shoot we, out in the elements the whole time. Um, riding hard. We've done some really hard riding, which I love. I love being on the horse, and I love doing these scenes, dr learning to drive a wagon, which I don't. luckily I don't have to do very much because that's really hard, really hard. Faith's gotten really good at it because she drives a wagon a lot. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's been incredible. And the cast, the ensemble, it's really an ensemble. Um, cast and, and from the smallest part to the biggest parts, everybody has brought their A game to this. And I think it shows up on screen. I think it absolutely does. And I mean, it's incredible to hear about that process because what, what strikes me of that is in part that Taylor, because you came on to these flashbacks on Yellowstone, Taylor had the opportunity to write these roles in 1883 to be so perfectly suited to you and to Faith? Because I, I, in watching it, it feels like it, it could not be more perfectly cast. And that's in part because it was written to suit you guys and yeah. written to suit your specific skill set, And also to, to create a family and a love story on screen to have the incredible gift of a real family yeah. and a real love story yeah. going into that. Will you, will you talk a little bit about that process, the process of, of working with your wife? Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the funny thing is we read, when we get the scripts, we would lay in bed at night and she would read an entire script 
to me. Then I would read the next script out loud to her. But what we never do, have done and still don't do is we don't read our parts to each other. We don't rehearse our lines with each other because what we don't want to bring, we want to bring our relationship to the screen because we've been married for 25 years. And so that's part of Margaret and Jane's relationship as well. But we don't read them together because we want, we want to not bring so much of Tim and Faith to it. We want to bring Margaret and James to life. So we don't run our lines until we show up on set and do our scenes. Mm. And because and we want it to be authentic and we want it to be authentic to James and Margaret, not Tim and Faith. And it has that incredible quality of, so, so I, I can't help but notice over and over again in 1883, there's these, yeah, the question of sort of youth and naivete and inexperience versus experience and sort of lived years of difficulty. And that's embodied on two ends of the spectrum with Sam Elliott's character and Isabel May's character. And then you and Faith Margaret and James, in the middle of that, represent kind of both at once. Mm -hmm. Your characters have lived difficult lives, mm -hmm. especially in those flashbacks. It's revealed exactly how difficult and punishing and brutal your life has been. Yeah, well, you get a, you get a sense of who James is, but because of because of the the flashbacks in the second in the second episode mm -hmm. during the Civil War, and in my mind, when I'm developing my character and thinking about who James is and what drives him. To me, James didn't want to be in that war. He didn't believe in what the cause was, and he, he was forced to be in it. And then he then he goes into a battle and loses a thousand men. And to me, it's James is is PS, PTSD. I mean, that's clearly part of his character, clearly part of his psyche. And um, I think probably after the war, you know, he's in prison for three years. After the war, during Reconstruction and, and the devastation that it wrought, um, he wanted, I think James's motivation was to get his family to an untainted part of the world. Mm. And that's really what he wanted to do. And he was out, he was trying to outrun ghosts. Mm. He was trying to get past some of the ghosts that he had in his life. And I don't think he ever is going to get past that. But um, it, it was pretty incredible character and a, a, a complex character. And as an actor, when you get a chance to play somebody so complex, so deep and so troubled and be able to show that in your eyes and to show that in, 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 the, in the character that you play, it's, 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 it's rare that you get the opportunity to do that. And then you get the opportunity to do it, you know, after being in the music business for over 30 years, be married for 25 years. And at a point in our lives where probably it should be winding down, to get the opportunity to do something like this together as husband and wife. Mm. I mean, how rare is that for something like that to come along at this point in your career? And it really feels like it, I, I can't help but map that onto the journey of, of James and Margaret to a certain extent. Mm. They've, they've done one thing, they've lived one life, and now they're embarking on this new journey, this mm. incredibly hopeful sort of aspirational journey. Yeah. They're seeking this dream. Yes. I think the thing I, I, I am so struck by in part in your performance is the, He's haunted. He's seen terrible things. He's seen hell. Mm -hmm. He's stood in hell. Mm -hmm. But you still find, it feels like what redeems him to a certain extent is the joy and curiosity, that he, the, the, the spontaneous moments of joy that he finds in his wife and in his family. Yeah, and his daughter. Yes, exactly, yes. And his daughter. I think, the, I think James looks at his daughter as his hope for redemption for all the things that he's had to live through. And um, Isabel... May, who plays my daughter Elsa, just brings such a light and a spark and a, and a hope to this whole process. And, and the thing I like about this is it's not romanticized. I mean, there is a romanticism to it because the West in itself and the journey, there's a romantic sort of version of that. But what Taylor has written is the, is the struggle and the hardship and taking sort of the veneer off of, of of this journey. It's not this like great, you know, people watch Westerns and they think, oh, I would have loved to have lived in that time. When you see this, you're like, uh, uh, I don't know that. I, I mean, I told Faith, you know, after a couple of weeks of shooting, I'm like, you know, honey, I, I think in real life, I would have probably went a week. And when we got to the first river, I would have said, you know, this looks like a really good place to settle down. I think there's nothing wrong with this right here. Let's stay here. Um, we're all out of time. I just want to say thank you again. I'm so, as an actor, 
I'm learning so much from your performance on this show oh, as a you. fan of yours and just as a fan of Yellowstone. You this you bring something utterly unique and uh, an incredible sort of uh, something incredible to this series that absolutely it, it sort of couldn't exist without you. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you, man. I think I, you know I think I I feel grateful that that Taylor and the studio took a chance to cast Faith and I in this role and, and just really load us up and think, all right, here you go, guys. We're banking on you. I mean, and that's a that's a, a heavy burden. And what we didn't want to do is let anybody down. And secondly, you guys. We didn't want to let you guys down because we're such fans of what y'all do and of the show Yellowstone that we didn't want anybody in the cast of Yellowstone to look at this show and think, ah, they're not representing us as well as they should. And that's what we didn't want to do. Uh, it, it, you, you're representing us better than we could ever hope to represent ourselves. So thank you so much, <laughs> Thank sir. you, sir, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, you for being here. My pleasure. I really, I can't help but be struck by how humble and generous Mr. McGraw is. May we all aspire to be so grounded and kind should we ever achieve even a, a fraction of the things he's achieved. I need to step aside for a minute, and when we come back, we're going to sit down with the incomparable Faith Hill. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Campfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, then you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate, you're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9 8 Central on CBS and now streaming on Paramount Plus. I feel incredibly lucky, incredibly honored, incredibly thankful to have with me in the studio today, Faith Hill, Faith Place Margaret Dutton. Thank you so much for being here. Gosh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're adorable. Thank you. <laughs> pitiable. I go for pitiable, you know? I go for pitiable, sort of pathetic. That's no, right. No, you're definitely not that. Um, you guys are in the middle of an incredible whirlwind. You're in the middle of making the show. Yeah. You worked on Friday. You work yes. again Monday and today Very it's enough. it's we're we're pushing Is into the Sunday? afternoon on Sunday yeah 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 um, and the experience of making the show it's an incredibly immersive one you're really out there you're in the middle of the wilderness of West Texas will you just talk about the immersive experience of making this thing well yes it's um, we are we are living 1883 in all of its glory and grit and uh guts and everything. I mean, can I say that? Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of not really ladylike, but it's the truth. It's, uh, yeah, it's about realistic as you can possibly get in 2021, going back to 1883. Taylor, you know him well. And uh, he made it very clear to us that he wanted this to be as authentic as it possibly could be. And uh, it was going to be hard, hard work. Not afraid of that. Grew up, my parents raised us to be hard workers always. Tim as well. And Tim and I have been in the business for over 30 years. Mm, probably longer than you're young. Okay. Never mind. Don't even answer that question. Don't even look at me right now. So <laughs> we've been in the business longer than you've been alive, I'm sure. Um, and we've worked hard, you know, really hard. Um, this is another level. Uh, I think Tim would probably say that he's never done anything harder mentally or physically. Uh, however, um, it takes it. it. It's necessary in order to bring this story to life in the way that it was written. Hopefully we are doing that you know, justice. And I have to be honest, when we walked, when we came into the hotel, uh, we were all kind of like, oh, hotel. Wow. So this is, this is what it's, this is what it feels like so to, this is uh, the future. This is the future. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds insane coming from me, who I've, we've seen just about the interior of every hotel in the world, honestly. Um, but that's how, um, immersed we have been in filming this show. Yeah. So when we go back this afternoon and then back into it tomorrow, I might be a little sad for a minute. 
I won't have a bathtub. <laughs> I really was so excited when I got in the bathtub. Am I saying too much on this show? I apologize. No, Please forgive perfect. me. I am Thank a so really much. decent person, but wow, I just feel comfortable. Uh, everything you say, any moment you spend speaking is a is an incredible break for our audience who is so sick of hearing me speak. I doubt that. <laughs> so, very seriously. I doubt that. So you're talking about the, the difficult... The, the sort of sometimes punishing, difficult nature of making the show. And you mentioned ago mm-hmm. something that, that gives you strength in that and helps you through it is you have each other. The right. cast has each other. Yeah. You and Tim have each other. Mm-hmm. Will you talk about how you sort of draw strength from your collaborators, how you draw mm-hmm. strength from having your, your husband there? Will you talk about that a little? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've gotten to meet most everyone here, right? Uh, the cast is amazing. And you know full well that it, uh, it, it, it it's just um, you become a family and you do work off of one another and, and you are going through the exact same thing. It's not like we're shooting, you know, someone shooting in some glamorous, glorious spot in 1883 <laughs> and the rest is not. We're all in this together, doing it at the same time and having the same experience. And uh, it's that's helpful. You know, there's strength in numbers for sure. Um, Tim and I have been married for 25 years. Uh, we've done a lot of things together. We've spent pretty much the last three years together. I, think, I don't think we've been apart for a single day. Oh, my God. How are we even still together? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's kind of true, actually. We have been to, I don't think we've been apart for the last two or three years because of COVID and lots of other things. Um, uh, when, we, uh, when we had the opportunity to do this, uh, to film the show together, we've never done anything on screen like this. Uh, we could could not pass it up. The writing was just off the chart. It was extraordinary. One of the best things either one of us had ever read, honestly. Um, so we made a commitment to one another because we do live together, have three daughters, married for 25 years, all these things. What can we do so we uh, make this a unique experience that we share together for the first time. So we don't rehearse our scenes together. We don't read the lines together. We don't run our lines together. Um, what happens on set is is the first time that we um, really uh, play, he is James, I'm Margaret. So that's when we're James and Margaret is on set and, and, and not any time outside of it not even to practice or we don't even discuss it. We don't even discuss what our thoughts are Mm. about what we are about to do, what's coming up. We just decided that was the best way to deal with, um, because it's difficult when you've been with someone for so long, you know, um, we want it to be as authentic as possible. So. And what's, what's incredible about that is you, first of all, it's hard to fake that kind of love. It's hard to fake that kind of deep, deep sort of love that's been established over decades. Yeah. And what's amazing, what's also really hard to fake is is spontaneity. Yeah. It's hard to fake spontaneous, yeah. authentic curiosity. Yeah. And something that strikes me about your performance, the two of you, is both of those kind of incompatible things at once. A deep love established over decades and also this incredible spark of joy and spontaneity that you find in each other right. as these characters experience new things. Yeah. They're discovering new sides of each other yeah. as they travel out west Yeah, in the same way that you and Tim are discovering new sides of each other as you work together on this, on this incredible undertaking. That's true. You are so good at this, by the way. Can I just stop for one second and say, my God, you're really good at this. It's, uh, it's do terrifying. You enjoy- it's incre- I do enjoy it. But it also, it, it's, uh, I think, and everybody on set has expressed a desire to live up to 
this opportunity, a desire uh -huh. to live up to the responsibility that's been placed on your shoulders. Yeah. And in this moment, I feel like I feel an incredible <laughs> need to live up to the the opportunity you've given me to speak with you in the middle uh -huh. of what sounds like the busiest six months in history. <laughs> well, so, I don't know about that, but no, no, we do feel an enormous responsibility. I mean, you know what that feels like, but we all do feel like, whew, you know, so we, we want it to be amazing. We want it to be, uh, we want to bring these, these people to life in a way that they're written uh, because they're written so beautifully. And particularly Elsa, who plays our daughter, mm -hmm. oldest daughter, her, Isabel May is the actor. My God, I've never read a part uh, for a, a, a young woman, a woman, period, but a young woman uh, ever like that, like it's written for her. And the first time when we read the script, I thought, my God, this will change this actor's life. Mm. It just will. And she is extraordinary in this, in this show. Um, she really is. Uh, it has been a joy to watch. And uh, it's been a joy to watch everyone, actually. There's just, just so many great actors. Uh, everybody. Um, you know, it takes a village. All the people that you don't get to speak to or see in in an interview, um, all the ones that are responsible for uh, showing us how to do the things the right way <laughs> and teaching us how to write and, and tie and dress and uh, dress. Let's talk about the dress. My God, the corsets. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I will miss it all. I will not miss that. I will not miss the corset. My God, I don't know how the women did it. God bless them. But um, it takes a village and it's just, uh, we've learned so much from everyone, the wranglers, the the stuntmen and women, uh, the set design, mm. costuming, you know how it is. I mean, you do, when you reach that moment, you walk onto that, into that space, uh, that is helpful, you know, it's helpful then to become what you need to become. Mm. Yeah, it's a, we're it, really... The, the immersive nature of the environment applies to the cast, obviously, but it yeah. also applies to the whole crew. The whole crew Absolutely. is out there in West Texas. It sounds like in dust storms pretty often. Oh, my God. <laughs> the punishing elements. The punishing elements have been, yeah, unforgiving, to say the <laughs> least. And uh, we've seen some beautiful, beautiful parts of the country. Uh, you know, I mean, Montana is is extraordinary state in, in itself and just the landscape. There's just so much to see. As like I said the other day, we were filming outside of Livingston, Montana. Mm -hmm. Have you guys filmed? Had, you I've filmed? stayed in Livingston before. Yeah, you it's have? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. It's such a great little town, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, there's just so much beauty to take in. It's like I, I, I said to someone on set, I said, I, my eyes cannot, in my eyes and my brain, I can't equate. I wish there was a way to like register it and film it in as I'm what mm. I'm seeing because photography with a, your phone or a camera just cannot capture. You can look straight in front of you. There's one, you know, scene. You can look to the left of you, and it's an it looks like an entirely different state or different place. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's just so beautiful. Uh, same in Texas. I never, ever thought I'd say this about Texas. Forgive me, Texas people. Um, I do love Texas, actually, so much. Um, but there's a beauty in that place as well. We're in the panhandle. It's flat as it can be. But the wind is crazy. <laughs> like, how in the hell is there so much wind like flying through these planes? I don't know. But I will share something really Maybe it's not, maybe you appreciate this, but uh, when there's a little downtime this, this last week before we came out here, I had a little bit of downtime in between scenes, uh, downtime meaning a couple of hours. I literally went out into the field uh, that we were working in because there's so many things I'd never seen, like, I don't want to say weeds, but plants and whatnot. Um, and I think this is legal that I did this. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
It was, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to be so much trouble. <laughs> um, I just went out and I was in full costume and just started cutting things because I, I thought, oh my God, that'd be so beautiful at Christmas and mm-hmm. in, in a vase because Christmas is coming and I've not been home and we have three daughters and like, I got to get to decorate. And so I oh. thought, I'll just use, you know, I'll use that. That's beautiful. I'll use that uh, that little brush or tree or whatever it is. So I have a the back of our truck filled up with all these things. Bring us some Texas home with you. That's right. May spray paint a couple of them. I don't know. We'll see. It really it's funny. You speak about the kind of getting out there, getting to Montana, and not being able to take it all in, and feeling this sense mm-hmm. of sort of wonder. And that's amazing because the characters are experiencing exactly the same thing. That's the right. characters are heading heading on this journey to a place they've never seen before, a place that is that that fills them with this wonder, with yeah. this kind of incredible possibility, this feeling of possibility. Yeah. You were talking a minute ago about Isabel May's performance. What what's remarkable is that at, at the core of this show, there's a family. Yeah. Right? There's the Duttons at the core of this yeah. show. And, and the way that you talk about loving this journey for Isabel's sake, sort of believing in her journey, watching her go on this journey and wanting to support her, wanting to sort of, you know, help her as she's on that journey. That that really maps directly onto the experience of Margaret sort of trying to help her daughter navigate these new experiences for the first time. And Isabel speaks the same way about you and speaks the same way about you and Tim. Absolutely. She... It, it seems so clear that that you guys have been such an incredible support system for each other mm-hmm. in the same way that, that this family mm-hmm. is a support system for each other, in the same way that, that you as actors are going on this new journey, this incredibly difficult and punishing new journey into uncertain territory. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the characters are experiencing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you're right. And it really, it leads to this authentic feel that I think could not there's really no other way to capture it. So I guess all of that is to say that the the difficulty of it this sort of strenuous, punishing <laughs> brutality of the West uh, comes through on camera in a way that, that sort of couldn't couldn't be captured without that suffering. And the beauty of it is the same. The sort of the the joy of it, the the incredible immersive uh, paradise of it, it is the same way. So just thank you so so much for taking the time. Thank Aww. you. It, it's such an honor to have you here in the middle of such a whirlwind. So thank you. Thank you for making the time. Today has already been such an honor for me speaking to Faith and Tim, but that's not all. When we come back, I feel so, so lucky to steal some time with the incredibly talented Isabel May. I feel so honored today to have with me in the studio Isabel May. Isabel, thank you so, so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You guys are in the middle of a pretty pretty absurd weekend. So you were working on Friday. You go back to work on Monday. We've got you on Sunday afternoon. Um, how do you feel? Well, what a whirlwind this must have been. My eyeballs hurt. They want a little out of my head, just a little bit. But I'm having a blast because I'm with people that I love. And this is, it's really, really nice to celebrate something that, that we've been working so hard on. And you, you were just saying a second ago that you you really thrive in nature. You thrive in wide open spaces. Will, will you talk a little bit about the experience of working on 1883, the kind of immersive <laughs> experience Fully of immersive. It? I know. Taylor doesn't, when he says he wants to be authentic about something, he means it. And um, that's why I currently have underarm hair. Um, it's not going <laughs> away anytime soon, which isn't, I, I don't know. I'm actually kind of proud of it. I want to show it off a little bit because it took a while. But Back away from the armpit hair into the terrain. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been pretty remarkable. I mean, we were in Montana about, I can't even, maybe three weeks ago, and we were there for three weeks, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in in my life, and there was virtually no one there, and it was just mountain peaks and mm. beautiful skies and stars. And, um, and then you come here to Vegas, and it's just really disorienting, to say the least. Yeah, from the past, yeah. you, you came from the you got on an airplane and flew from <laughs> 1883 to 2021, basically. Pretty much. That's exactly it. That's exactly what it. What a bizarre weekend. It's a very bizarre, <laughs> very bizarre. And we're currently moving locations, so we all had to pack and throw our crap and trailers and cars. And 
I don't know where I'm going after this. All I know is that I'm getting <laughs> on a plane and they're putting me in some place. Well, I'm so grateful for you taking the time to do this in the midst of that whirlwind. <laughs> no, it's You described a minute ago that, that one of the things I think that occurs throughout a lot of Taylor's writing and it is very, very present in 1883 and really embodied in many ways by your character, Elsa, is these extremes, right? Mm-hmm. There's this sort of extreme beauty of the West, the kind of romantic ideal of the West, the myth, and then the reality, the sometimes brutal, punishing, difficult reality of the West. (laughs) And when I think about you, you were just describing being in Montana, the sort of idyllic beauty, the kind of Edenic, amazing (laughs) paradise that Montana can be. But then also making this show can be incredibly difficult and punishing. Will you talk about, yeah, yeah your, your process of, of acclimating to this kind of workflow, to horses? Um, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I, I rather enjoy it, mm. which I don't know if that makes me like a masochist or something. <laughs> but there's something really gratifying about kind of being miserable, but... Um, but be miserable because that's the situation your character would be in and therefore you're truly uh, reacting the way that they would react and you're shivering the way they would shiver. And I'd prefer that to pretending to be cold and mm. pretending to be sweating like crazy. And um, I, I, it has been really, really difficult. Um, I mean, we're shoot, we were shooting at the start of this in 106 degree weather and and, you know, layers and corsets and and whatnot. And then jumping to 16-degree weather in Montana with, uh, you know, up to 60-mile-per-hour winds. I mean, it's just been – everything has been an extreme. But uh, I don't think most actors get the opportunity to experience that. Everything is predominantly on sound stages and in front of green screens this day, these days, you know, so – uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm rather fortunate. I'm cold and whatnot, but I'm, I'm fortunate. Yeah. Th- those, those real life circumstances ground you in the given circumstances of the narrative to a certain extent, oh, right? Exactly. What an incredible exactly, gift right. it is, as you said, to sort of feel cold when your character feels cold, to mm-hmm. feel hot and uncomfortable <laughs> when your character feels hot and uncomfortable. And I, I just can't help but observe that the joy that you find in that, the sort of pleasure that you take in that, that sort of immersive experience <laughs> is also mapped onto your character. Yeah. She's rising to this challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes. Your work is spectacular. It, it really feels like you ground, you, you th- there's these extremes, mm-hmm. right? There's Sam Elliott's character, Shay. On one end of a spectrum, he's seen the brutal truth of the West. He's lived through the hell of the West. Yes. And then there's your character, Elsa, on the opposite end of the spectrum, who is stepping into this world and rising to this new challenge and this newfound freedom. Mm -hmm. It feels like so much of what she articulates in the first two episodes is the feeling of incredible possibility, of hope, of freedom. Will you talk about the experience of as you step into that, being surrounded, like those extremes to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. having these these actors, these legends in their own right, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Sam yeah. Elliott, Billy Bob Thornton, these these legends, as you experience this for the first time? I mean, okay, if I'm being frank, I didn't know who Faith Hill and Tim McGraw were. They know that. It's not a big mystery or anything <laughs> like that. Um, I don't listen to, to country music personally. Um, my tastes are a little weird. Mm-hmm. I listen to jazz music and whatnot, so vastly different. Um, but I, yeah, I, I was introduced to them just as human beings, not as big stars. And I think they preferred that. And I certainly preferred it and, and made the, our really, I think it's just, it was such an organic kind of, the love that we all have for one another, um, kind of happened right away. It was so easy. Mm. It's almost unfair. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how we got so lucky, but we did. And and but okay, I didn't know who Sam Elliott was. Turn out to know who he is. And um, again, I didn't have any expectations for him either. I just wanted him to be a nice person. And my God, is he the kindest human being I think I've ever met? And um, it's weird talking about Sam Elliott as like, you just kind of want to cry because 
it's you just fall in love with him. He's so compassionate. He treats everyone like gold and oh, the legacy that, you know, he's created for himself is just it's just pretty remarkable. Yeah. Man, what a guy. What a guy. What a what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Will you him. talk about your, your experience with horses? Were you new to riding at the beginning of all this? Oh, I'd never been on a horse before. Were you on a horse? Had you ridden a lot? I had also, you see, it's funny. There, there's a lot of similarities here and then some key differences. Yeah. Because I am an idiot. Okay, cool. You know, that's that's where our paths diverge. <laughs> so you were new to this and your character is quite good at it. From the, yeah. from the very first time we see her on a horse, she, she's impressing everybody around her. Will you talk about preparing for that? Yeah, I, um, well, the minute, so I found out that I'd be a part of this around April and uh, Taylor had yet to write the show. So all he said was, you're going to ride horses a lot and you're need to look like you know what you're doing. And so, oh God, okay. Um, and and I just started riding with um, a woman named Deidre Rodriguez. She's Jay, yeah, you know, Jay Rod's, Rod's wife. wife. Yeah. She's amazing. And, we, and we, I rode with Buck and Boone. They're two beautiful sons. And we just it eased into it that way. And then when I got to Texas about three weeks before we started shooting, I uh, did cowboy camp, mm -hmm. and that was an intensive. That that was full blown. Okay, now we're jumping into it and herding cows. And um, really, what I try to do there is just observe the wranglers, like you know Tammy Joe and Danica and all of them, see how they carried themselves and how they interacted with their horses. I just stared at them all day. It was a little <laughs> creepy, but I really wanted to kind of adopt their mannerisms. Um, they are deeply knowledgeable. Just they know how to speak to horses almost. Mm. They know they can speak their language. And um, and that's what I think Elsa needed needs because we're still shooting and uh, needed to be able to do is speak to her, to her horse. Um, and I just I hope that it worked. <laughs> it, it did. Thanks. And I also I mean, it's lucky that that's also that's also another immersive element of working on these shows is that you're surrounded by people who are incredible at it. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, insane. It's, it's so funny. And you're totally amazing. right. Cause I, I similarly, as I was first learning, I would feel like I was doing okay. And realized then that my classmates and peers were like four-year-olds. Yeah. I would turn over and see somebody's kid just out riding me. <laughs> see Gus, Taylor yeah. Sheridan's son, just speeding, speeding down the arena. Speeding past you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's Taylor Sheridan's son, so you should be able to do that, yeah. you know? If yeah, watching Taylor ride is, I remember just the first day of cowboy camp and seeing him haul ass or my bad, uh, haul butt around. Oh yeah, so good haul ass around the it's place. A podcast. Okay, I don't know, I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> uh, ass, 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 and um, he, yeah, he's an intimidating figure, but I don't know. I just think it was so much fun, um, and yeah, I didn't. I just oh, God, I'm so lucky. Yeah, and you're That's in, all I can think you're about in process. Yeah. You're working right now. Like it's it's hard to zoom out and have perspective on the whole process when you're in the middle of it. Certainly, yes. That's yeah. Everyone keeps acting. It's been a little disorienting because we're acting like we're done, sort of, but we're really, really not even close to. Well, we're getting there, but we're not close to done. So we have to finish shooting three episodes, something like that, um, and we're right. We're shooting out of order, so everything's kind of discombobulated. Yeah, and it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, it's a strange thing to be asked to reflect on your performance, to reflect on your time on 1883 when you are in the middle of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you are focusing, and one of the, the incredible exactly. gifts of working on a show, as you articulated earlier, is that this world is all around you. At the end of the day, when you feel yeah. lost, when you feel discombobulated, you can look to your left and your right <laughs> and the world will ground you again. I mean, that's why I'm excited. You know, I said before that I'm not sure where we're going, but I actually do know where we're going. We're going to the Four Sixes. Oh, amazing. Yes, to the main house. Incredible real excited. life working cattle And that's ranch. really in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so it, it's gonna be very exciting to leave this place and enter that one. And um, I'm already looking for properties in Montana to disappear into. I heard mm. that, um, I think his name, Mr. Luke Grimes, did something yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, he moved up there. Yeah, it's, man, th these just empty, isolated, beautiful landscapes, it's hard to, you know, detach from. You just want to 
sink into it. Yeah, it is. It really is mm. that that duality, right? The the myth of the West, the beautiful sort of idyllic myth of the West is still there. The Absolutely. promise of it, the promise of it is is still there to a certain yeah. extent, alongside the many, many complications and challenges to that myth, you oh, know, yeah. alongside the incredible difficulty in 1883 and today, the, the sort of crushing reality of that dream being challenged. Yeah. Will you talk just really quickly about one moment on set that has felt like heaven, one moment that has lived up to your idea of the legend mm. of the West, and then also maybe if you've got it, one moment that felt like hell, that represented the other side, the sort of brutal, uncomfortable truth. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard not to give anything away because all of the, to answer those two questions, I, I'd be going all the way to episode nine or 10, mm. you know, but um, probably in 102, the cool thing was seeing Billy Bob and I know, and, um, uh, Tim and Sam LaMonica have that scene in the in the bar. That was pretty epic. That's a total unforgiven tombstone, like classic moment. Um, that was really cool. And then I can't be specific about it, but my character uh, experiences something very tragic, and we recently shot it, and it's. Um, uh, strangely just draining um it, it was so hard to live <laughs> it's all it's this probably the it's very easy to live today and then when you when you sink into that world you're like oh life is really hard life is really tragic and difficult and um I don't know I just feel lucky that that I'm here with people that I'm surrounded by and I get to drive a, a car two places, <laughs> you know. Um, you're in the middle of that process still. You're headed back to the 1800s, and I so appreciate you taking this time, this brief interlude in the present. Mm -hmm. So thank you so, so, so thank much for your you. time. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks again. You know, today's show has kind of blown my mind. I feel so lucky, so grateful for the opportunity to talk with those actors. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's pretty obvious that I wouldn't be able to do this without you. So thank you. We drop new episodes every Thursday. So make sure to subscribe and tune in to the official Yellowstone podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The official Yellowstone podcast is hosted by me, Jefferson White, and produced by 101 Podcast Studios and Paramount Network. Campfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high-complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, and you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate. You're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS, and now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.